This week on the Coin Week podcast, I talked to Harlan Burke numismatist Michael Prince about the importance of professional representation when it comes to building your collection. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining me on the Coin Week podcast. Hey, Charles. Pleasure to be here. The reason we wanted to have you on today is to elaborate on a topic that we touched upon briefly at the Fun Show in January, and that is the topic of dealer representation when it comes to buying coins at auction and to building collections. I think many of the people who listen to the Coin Week podcast consider themselves to be on the advanced side of the hobby. I know that I consider my knowledge base to be fairly advanced in many areas. Uh, as the editor of Coin Week, I come in contact with many great coins and loads of market data. So to get the ball rolling on this conversation, let me ask you a direct question. Why would somebody in my position benefit from representation from a knowledgeable professional numismatist? Well, I mean, I think anybody can benefit from represent quality representation, um, <clears throat> from the from the most advanced to certainly the you know the the person that's uh, that's just kind of embarking on a collection. Um, the reality is that that you may not be able to attend the auction or do um, you know in person lot viewing. Um, you know, take the fun show as an example, which we just you know just uh, had. You know, uh, let's just say that you I know you were there, but let's suppose that you weren't there. And, um, and there were lots that you had an interest in in the, uh, in the auction. Um, I think, you know, you want to, you want to establish a relationship with a dealer, um, that you know has a good eye and that you know isn't going to, um, uh, put coins into your collection out of auction that you shouldn't own. So hopefully it's somebody that you have a, a, um, a, you know, a significant enough relationship with where, you trust their eye, and they know exactly what you're looking for. Um, so in the case of the fun sale, you know, let's just suppose there were, you know, 20 lots that you had me um, or that you were interested in, and you were not able to be at the uh, at, at lot viewing, um, I would review those lots for you. Typically, I create a spreadsheet for each customer I work with. And then um, I put my notes into that spreadsheet, and then that, is something I can email to the uh, to the client, and then at their leisure, um, they can digest those notes. We can have phone conversations about the coins, um, and then make an educated decision on whether it makes sense to go after a coin. If it's a coin that I didn't like, um, and this does happen, you know, not often, but periodically, and somebody is, you know, they're just really out to get that coin, um, I still provide my feedback. I'll still represent them. Um, or maybe it's a situation where, um, you know, the, the, uh, we like the coin, but it's already, you know, the current bid level is just simply too high. Um, so th that's a good reason why you would want, why anybody would want, um, sound auction representation. Um, you know, trying to buy as, 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 as high quality as the digital, digital images are today from the auction houses, um, Trust me, when you sit and look at auction lots in person, you you begin to understand how relying on the digital photography is just not adequate. And 
can't return anything you buy if you, you know, if you're sitting clicking away, you know, the night of the auction and you happen to buy something, you get it and it's darker than the image indicates or there's a hairline that didn't come through in the, um, in the images. Um, or, you know, if the, it's a gold coin and it's, you know, it's got a problem, it's been puttied or whatever. Um, these are things that you just sometimes can't discern from the images. So, um, I say if you can't be in, the, if you can't be there in person to to review the lots, you really need to have auction representation. I think this is especially true, and uh, I know you work with Harlan Burke, the uh, Chicago coin dealer. You do uh, photography yourself, uh, and you're an expert on U.S. coins. Uh, I think very few dealers in our industry consistently produce high quality photographic images like your company does. Uh, your firm's coin images are almost always beautiful, but even in this case, you're right. There is no parallel to actually considering a coin in hand. I think sometimes this is a fact that goes underappreciated by collectors. If you attend a coin show, you'll usually see exhibitions of coins. Or if you're a member of the AC, you'll see fellow collectors bring their coins to show off to other fellow collectors. So there's a tremendous value to seeing coins in person. And I think if you really want to be a student of numismatics, that you benefit greatly by having somebody to share this experience with. And I don't know a single dedicated dealer that isn't a coin weenie at heart. So if you're working towards building a collection that excites them, then you're truly working towards something that will excite you and other collectors when you decide to either show it off or sell it down the road. Agreed. Agreed. You know, and, and another side note here, just... Um... Um, not to change the uh, change gears, but you know if uh, we do have some crossover clients, we have quite a few crossover clients. Meaning, we have clients here at HJB that collect both U.S. and world and and ancient. Okay, and so you know we're in a unique position because um, if it's U.S. oriented, I can help the client. If it's ancient oriented, obviously they get directed to Aaron. And if they're um, interested in world coins, then we have Laura, who, Laura Wakeland, who's our world expert, um, review lots. We attend almost all of, well, we attend all the major shows. Um, the shows that we tend not to do, uh, we don't do Long Beach anymore. It's just, it's a major headache. Um, but all the, all the big shows, A&A, Fun, Central States, um, you know, two of the three Baltimore shows, um, we attend. But more often than not, if need be, the auction houses, as long as we know ahead of time, will often ship lots to us for review if uh, if that's necessary. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out. Let's run down a list of things that you're looking for when you're doing a lot review for a client. So let's just say I'm looking for original coins and I'm putting together a collection of Jim or Better Morgan dollars. So... I put together my list of five or 10 targets that are up at the auction. And let's say in this situation, I can actually be there in person. What are you looking for? And what information are you able to communicate to me that I might not see on my own? Um, well, actually, that's a great question. And I do have not as often as, as I would like, to be honest with you, um, because it really can be educational, not just for the collector, but it can also be educational for, for me as a dealer because um, when a, I'm talking about when a client has the ability to sit with me at auction viewing, um, at lot viewing, at least for obviously for, for the lots that they're interested in. Um, because I not only can I share with, with them the knowledge that I have and why I 
do or don't like a particular lot. But um, they can indicate to me why they happen to like this lot that maybe I don't like, or they happen to dislike a lot that I do like. Um, you know, that doesn't that doesn't happen often. Um, usually, because there's a, a, a quality understanding between myself and the customer as as to what they're looking for. But um, you know, in the case that you just brought up, I mean, we would look at let's let's just say there's you know six lots that you're interested in or ten lots, whatever it is, and you actually have the ability to be with me um, and and uh, view those lots. I would look at each coin and I would explain. I'd then hand the coin to you, have you look at it, and I would tell you exactly why I do or don't like the coin. Maybe it is fully original. Um, maybe it's graded 65, and I think the coin's a four. Okay. Um, or maybe I think the coin's great, but it's dipped. So in this case, it doesn't fit the doesn't fit the profile of what you're looking for. Um, there's definitely a benefit to um, looking at lots together doesn't happen very often, but there clearly is a benefit. So when you're going to do a lot viewing, I'm sure you're not going in blind and intending to look at everything. I'm sure you go with a target list and you have lots that you need to review for other clients and maybe some for the business. How often do you sit down and look at coins that have initially interested you and then think, this coin is not for me? Even with the way the hobby has evolved over the years, I think with third-party certification, CAC, images online, I'd imagine that you often find yourself surprised by what you see in person versus what you were expecting to see before you sat down at the lot viewing. Listen, it, 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 it really depends on the auction, um, you know, the caliber of material that's, that's, uh, that's offered for sale. You know, we work with with one client in particular who we do a tremendous amount of auction representation for, and and there have been times when I've had 75, 100 lots, 150 lots to look at for him, and you know, when it's all said and done, there may be um, there may be 10 percent of those lots or less that I like enough for him to consider, you know, moving past the Okay, now I like it, or, or I'm, I'm, I've got the okay. Um, now I got to figure out what I want to pay. Okay, um, you know, there at the recent fund sale. I mean, I probably looked at um, probably looked at about seventy-five lots for various clients. Um, one client, uh, you know, there were five lots he had an interest in. I didn't like any of the coins for the grade. Didn't like any of the coins. Um, for another client, um, uh, I probably liked about 30% or maybe 35% of what he had me look at. And we were successful in probably 20% of that. Um, I will say that, that, you know, auctions are oftentimes full of stuff. And so you just got to work through the stuff to find the stuff that to find the coins that really make sense and are truly graded correctly, have great eye appeal, um, you know, all the criteria that, that, that I would want and that I know that my client wants. You know, I often hear, it's probably a mantra by this point for some people, but I've heard it said so many times that the truly great coins are worth stretching for. Now, this implies, of course, that everybody recognizes the truly great coins and they are priced accordingly. But do you think in this era of phone book size auction catalogs that 
truly great coins still go unnoticed by many and that if you just actually do the legwork that you can find these coins and pick them at attractive prices? I mean, there are opportunities. You have to understand that, um, and there are dealers that make this part of their business model. Well, they will go, maybe they go out a week early. They, you know, go to Heritage, go to Stacks or wherever. And um, they'll spend, you know, two days looking through every lot in the catalog, okay? I, I don't I don't have the, that, that's not part of our business model. We, we really don't buy um, <clears throat> a great number of coins for inventory out of auction. Um, with that said, um, you know, yeah, there are things that slip through the cracks, but the really nice coins, you know, the the the, the really really nice coins, and that that doesn't mean great. I mean, it could be a, you know, an outstanding bust half an AU or a small size bust quarter or a large size bust quarter in you know MS sixty three. Okay, um, but I mean, if the coin is just a a home run, it's it's probably not going to fall through the cracks, you know, and and there's you know there's going to be there's going to be stretching, and it just comes down to who's going to stretch the most. Also, I'd imagine pattern recognition, which is something I also think is undervalued. Collectors need to keep this in mind if you're going to build a collection of any series. A professional dealer, especially one that reviews many coins at auction, will have seen many, many examples of coins in various types, and to be able to recognize quality, comparative quality, Whereas somebody who's maybe only seen or held a few gem bust half dollars, for instance, may not have fully developed that skill. And coins are expensive enough now, especially mint state coins, that you aren't going to be able to go to your local coin shop and see a selection of coins in each type and each date and various grades for you to take the time to study them to see how they come. So now you truly are buying coins one at a time where the opportunity to see them in person is less so than it might have been 30 or 40 years ago. So understanding this, I think having somebody help you buy your coins is fundamental to getting the best results. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, <clears throat> I will, I mean, an adage that, that uh, maybe it's not an adage, but a saying that I have, um, I've used for, you know, probably the last 25 years and I've been in the business for, for 30 years this year. Um, you know, what I tell my customers is auction representation is not designed to add coins to your collection. It's there to keep you from making mistakes. Okay. And, you know, if you think about, um, and I can't speak for other dealers, I can only speak for myself, but you know, if I, uh, Let's put it this way. The customers that I have worked with over the years have saved exponentially more money by not buying coins that they may have otherwise purchased than I've ever made an auction representation. Okay. Um, and if you think about that, that's really kind of profound, right? Um, you know, nobody wants to put coins they don't like. And I can't tell you how many times you know, somebody will sit down at a table and ask my opinion of a coin, talking about a collector, ask my opinion of a coin. And I'll say, yeah, I mean, I, it's not a great coin. You know, where'd you get it? Well, I bought it out of auction. Did you have somebody look at it before you bought it? No, I just, you know, I looked at the pictures and, you know, it was graded this way, looked good. You know, that's that stinks. I mean, that's money that they don't have. It's a coin that they don't like. 
And, you know, if it's a fairly recent purchase, it's not like they're going to be able to go out and, I mean, unless they ripped it, it's not like they're going to be able to go out and sell the coin, you know, and get their money back. So, uh, you know, it, it really is important, I think, if you are active in auctions, that you have um, a quality, reputable dealer that's representing you. That 5%, and, and this varies depending on, on the, you know, the, how, what the, the, uh, the, the value of the coin is, but generally speaking, that 5% that you um, will pay the dealer, that's only paid if he's successful. You know, I've sat in an auction for hours representing a client, and I can think of uh, you know, Central States a, a, a few years ago. Um, and I mean, I, I didn't buy, maybe I bought two lots over the course of, you know, three hours. Well, that's, t- that's time I'm not getting paid for, right? I'm only paid if I'm successful. In this particular case, that, you know, even though he was a strong bidder, there was somebody else that was much stronger. And so I wasn't getting anything. Let's tell the story of two different collections and what happens next based on your experience. One collection is Indian tents. I bought them off of eBay. They were target of opportunity coins. These are mostly online purchases that I bought blind or by looking at pictures. Some are cacked, but they are all 64s and 65s. The second set is a set in the same grade that you or another professional helped me build. Same dates, everything. Same grades, same dates. Where am I at on a cost basis for each set, and how will I fare when it's time to sell? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, the cost basis is, you know, if you you just said that, you know, in your opinion, you bought, you know, most of them on on eBay, and you you felt like you got, you know, you bought them exceptionally cheap. Okay, so your cost basis in in, in that collection is is probably going to be less than the than your cost basis in the pieces that that let's say I have helped um, uh, put into the collection over a period of time. Okay. On the other hand, if the pieces that you bought that you bought real cheap off of eBay end up being marginal for the grade, then the limited cost you have in those coins um, it will come back to haunt you in in terms of what you get for the coins when they sell. Okay, my experience has always been if you buy really nice coins for the grade, whatever that grade happens to be. Do your best not to overpay, and that's you know that's another that's a whole other conversation, okay, about what to pay. But assuming that that the, the the coins that I've helped you, the collection I helped you put together, we've been conscious about price. We don't overpay unless the coin is absolutely outstanding, and there's a need to, okay, you know, um, you know the 16s10 and four, and it happens to have a CAC sticker, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Okay, maybe there's a reason to overpay for that coin. Okay, and even then, what does overpay mean? Um, but I will tell you that in general, those coins are going to achieve higher, stronger prices um, just by nature of the fact that the quality will exceed the other collection that you mentioned. You know, there really is no substitute for quality. 
you know, you can go out and buy, you know, overgraded MS-64 10 Indians and, and, and do so pretty easily, actually, because there's a lot of them. All right. Um, but that, it's, it's, you're not going to buy that stuff cheap if it's, if it's nasty and then expect to get reasonable prices for it when you sell it. I think the key thing people have to realize, and I've seen this firsthand, if you bring two boxes to a coin dealer and one box is potluck and the other is a carefully assembled collection, there is a dramatic difference in the level of enthusiasm for your coins you're likely to see from a dealer. And this will impact the level of interest they have in your coins. Right. No doubt. We have, um, I've been with HJB now for 10 years. I was with Larry Whitlow for for um, 20, 24 years, 20, 25, 20 year, 25 years. But anyway, um, in the 10 years that I've been here at HJB, we've done a number of um, personal collections or catalogs where we've sold collections for clients. We've done extremely well, especially with the collections that were um, put together over time, no rush, with a truly discerning eye for quality and, and eye appeal, quality and eye appeal. You know, eye appeal is, it really is everything. It really is everything. And, you know, you could have a, you could have a, a rare seated quarter that's original, maybe even has a sticker, but it's too original. It's very unattractive. That coin is going to sell really easily unless you find somebody that has to have it for a registry, okay? Um, and, I, you know, that same concept you, is, is that's portable across the entire spectrum of coin collecting. You know, whether you're buying from a dealer, whether you're buying out of auction, that is, it's imperative. Michael, thanks for taking the time to talk. I think this has been a very interesting and lively discussion. And I hope this gives our listeners some insights on things that they can do to improve their approach to collecting and to build the best collections they can and get the most out of the hobby. I'm sure I'll see you at the next Baltimore show. And if you have cool coin on you, I'd love to film it. Great. Well, thanks. Good to talk to you too. And uh, we will be in Baltimore for sure. All right. Take care. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Remember, you can go to our entire archives by going to our YouTube channel, Coin Week, or downloading them individually at the iTunes store. For Coin Week, I'm editor Charles Morgan. Until next time, happy collecting.